Hi, welcome to Hangout with Esther Podcast, where we'll talk about different topics and issues that affect us as persons. This episode of Hangout with Esther takes a look into something very important as usual. We'll be talking about entrepreneurial spirit. I've actually done an episode on that before where I had a great entrepreneur, in fact, a jack of all trade and master of all, as guest who shared his journey into the entrepreneurial world. Now, this time, I will be chatting with students who are entrepreneurs, and I call them studentpreneurs, okay? We all know that being an entrepreneur takes a lot of resilience, consistency, perseverance, and some other good qualities, okay? Now, the fact that they have started right from the university is something really great. Now, Bill Gates said that starting a business and learning how to make money in your 20s is for your own advantage because during that period, you can make mistakes and no one cares because you're young. They can always overlook your mistakes. As a matter of fact, all your failures, lessons and experience will build your capacity for bigger businesses and what is to come. The owner of Patricia mentioned that he tried 13 businesses and failed. 13 but he didn't give up in fact all the failures lessons and experience he gathered helped him build a bigger brand patricia yes the same patricia that sponsored big brother niger season six so you know that it's not a small business it is a big deal but of course it didn't just start from there so it's really impressive to have young minds students take a step further into business into something profitable even while studying in school. So I say shout out to all studentpreneurs out there. My guests are studentpreneurs and we'll have two episodes where we'll chat with studentpreneurs on Hangout with Esther podcast. On this episode, the studentpreneur is Monisola Salaudin. She is many things, including a human rights activist, a law student, a copywriter. But on this episode, we'll be looking at the side of her as a baba. Yes, she is a Baba, and the fact that she delved into a male-dominated profession is something interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome with me, Monisola Salaudin, on this episode of Hangout with Esther Podcast. Okay, you are a Baba. I mean, that's a job that is seen as for the males. What prompted you into Baba? What prompted me into babbing, even though babbing is seen as a male profession? Well, the very first thing is that uh, I would naturally say upbringing. I enjoy being with my dad more than my mother. I was tilted towards my dad's angle as compared to my mother. And being the first child, the first female child and the first child, my dad did not, let me say, discriminate at all. We are five in number, three boys and two girls. My dad did not discriminate amidst all of us. He raised us in the same way. So it was always like, whether you are a girl child or you are a boy child, you should be able to carry out things in your household. Because you, before you can claim to be a married man or a married woman, you're going to be a bachelor first, you're going to be a spinster first. And before you even be married or even be those things, you are my child first. So it took time to inculcate in each and every one of us the basic things that every young person should know how to do. So in my house, I can repair my generator. I can service the generator. I washed the car. I started starting the gen at the age of maybe eight. Because it was like, it told me very, very clearly. And I remember that when I'm not home, you are the next person in charge outside your mother. And your mom 
obviously there's one that was started in Naruto. Then it was this, it was still this small tiger gen. So he brought me out that day and I was like, okay, oh yeah, let's teach you how to start the generator. Even though then I would just put my left leg on the gen to hold it down because I didn't have so much, you know, muscle in my left arm to hold the gen down and then use my right hand to pull the rope and start the gen. So it was like that for a very long time. So if my daddy would ask me that, um, what do you want to learn? Because he was always keen on the fact that we need to learn at least one skill in the house. And funnily, I did not learn hairdressing, but I had known how to make hair. My mom would practically sit me down to make my younger sister's hair. So I'd been making my sister's hair since like age seven, eight. I perfected it over time. I got to know how to do other styles over time, like trending styles over time. I got to know what was involved over time. You get it? So with Babin, I've been so close to my dad, I, did, I wanted to know how to do something for the male folks too. Besides, he was always keen on me barbing his hair. I can't remember the last time my daddy went to the barbing salon to barb his hair anytime I was home. And even when I left for school, the university, it became my sister's duty to barb my dad's hair. My sister living for university now, it is now my mom barbing his hair. So, I can't remember the last time he went into the barbing salon to say that, okay, I want to buy my hair. I've been barbing this man's hair since God knows when. So, I fell in love with barbing hair because he made me do it on his own head. He was comfortable with me barbing his head. Even then, it was just with blade and um, soap and everything. But, uh, over time, I wanted to also do my siblings' hair, my brother's hair. I wanted to barb their hair and I'm like, I usually did not like the haircut on them when I see what those barbers would do on my siblings' hair. I did not like it. I, I thought that I could do better. If I should learn this thing, perfect it well, I would be able to do better on their own heads too. So I think the, the motivation came from my dad. The reinforcement came from my siblings. I wanted to see, to see them look good. My dad was just the bigger motivation. Those who reinforced it were my siblings. Wow, she already knew how to start the generator at the age of eight. Interesting. And she can repair and service a generator even as a lady. I must even say you've got an interesting family, Monisola. <laughs> okay, you being a female in the barbing business, has it been an advantage for you or a disadvantage? Well, it's a two-way thing. Yeah, I answer for advantage and disadvantage. Now, stemming from the advantage angle. Yeah, people want to associate with you, especially guys. They're like, uh-uh, for you to be in the male-dominated field, you are bold, they will encourage you, they will compliment you for taking such a very bold step, for taking a giant stride like that. Like, it is quite uncommon for you to find women in a male-dominated sector. For the disadvantage part, I think it is more of security for me because while guys can go about rendering home services for clients, it is quite difficult for me to say I'm going to a guy's house, a man's house, to bab their hair. I don't think at any point in time any of my clients have cheated me saying that because you're a woman, I don't think I should be paying you this much. They pay me as much as, in fact, they pay me more. That's another advantage for me. They pay me more. Because if I should do a perfect job, they tend to give me more just to encourage me to do better. I remember when I was learning babbing, there was a man that dashed me a thousand naira. We're babbing for relatively small amounts though. But he dashed me the moment to say that, okay, I want you to do better. Just to encourage me to continue to work harder for myself. So it is disadvantageous to me that I cannot go to my client's house to bab for them. Of course, based on security, protection, and my own safety, basically. Which I am working on something to actually bridge the gap. I need to bridge that gap. There are many people who can render better services than 
the male folks can this is not a competition between the male folks and female folks we have men who make ladies air too but i'm saying that we need to create a platform whereby people women especially can get more employment can make more money and can be more useful can show their skill and talent rather than saying that oh because of security and safety you just make them stay back and then lose chances of making enough money making enough profit from their talent and skill so i am working on creating that better platform which of course boils down to money finances i need a lot of money to be able to carry out the entire project i have in my head to assist women who have talents in babbing and of course create job opportunities mm. so let me ask how do you cope with study and your business well i feel like these two things are full-time task. Studies is the full-time stuff, especially when it comes to law. It's not easy coping with both of them. And I feel like I'm losing out on my job on a daily basis because merging babbing, which is a full-time job with schooling, is something that is impossible in today's Nigeria because there are no platforms to even enable you to do as much as you are doing as a person right now. So it is very, very tasking for me to merge my business as a baba and schooling together. Well, I'm trying and money must be made as well as the degree. Is this your first business or you're like the owner of Patricia that has actually done like 13 businesses before Patricia? Well, I've done other things, hairdressing. When I got into school in my hundred level, I was making people's hair, going from room to room trying to get some money for myself so i tried to render the service of making hair for women it wasn't paying me as much it was taking too much of my time the little time i should use for studies are what i use for making hair and in the end you don't even get to pay you for as much value that you render so i tried to quit hairdressing i then jumped into making small pastries changing and the likes it was taking too much of my time as well i couldn't commit more hours to my entrepreneurship compared to my academics so i left that too and then was in my penultimate year i eventually fell in love with babbing i wanted to do babbing on a full scale so it was quite easy then it was quite easy for me to navigate i know what works and what would not work any longer i know that okay this is the grade i'm gonna graduate with no matter how much i push well as at hundred level and 20 level i wasn't sure of the grade i would graduate with it was it was a time for me to put more effort into my books and for me to put effort into my um, entrepreneurship. Hmm. So what are the challenges you faced as a studentpreneur? I think the answer is already in the question. In the sense that the challenges I face is being a student and being an entrepreneur. Those are the two challenges I face. Because being a student is a whole lot. A whole lot comes with I am a student. And a whole lot, a giant ball of stress comes with being an entrepreneur as well. Coupled with the fact that there are no enabling platforms to make this thing easy. Babbing is a full-time job. I know of other jobs that you can just do part-time. I can't decide when I want to just not open my shop and then go on the frolic of my own. And I think I've lost all my job at the moment. Because now I'm preparing for exams, I have to close down my shop. Somebody would have advised that, why did I close down? Shouldn't I have gotten somebody to work for me? It has to be somebody that I have personally trained. It's not everybody that can handle your client's head the way you want to handle it. Babbing is not just something I'm doing for just fun. I'm doing it because I love it. I want to care for people's hair. So I can't just leave my clients or my customers' hair into the hands of somebody who wants to just make money and go. 
I'm not just in this business to make my money and go. I'm there to show you that, see, you can get better care, better treatment for your hair than any other um, barber shop out there. So, outside that I cut your hair, I treat the hair too. I make your hair feel nourished. As important as your hair is to you, is how I want to treat your hair. So, looking at the amount of passion I have for my job, and how passionate as a student too, so those are the, the challenges I face as a student and as an entrepreneur. Mm, definitely not easy. So lastly, what advice would you give students and young ones like you out there who are discouraged or don't even know what to do with regards to making use of their skills and potentials? I don't want to be a savage here, but I would say that we've all come to one realization that majority of us are not going to end up with a white collar job and who says your skill cannot place you in a private corporate sector or in a public corporate sector your skill can also place you there but what i'm trying to say in essence is that we all that have come to school to read law medicine professional courses majority of us will not end up in the corporate sector i can see that from even my classroom so if you have skills that can be monetized if you have talents that you can make money from because the end goal of everything we are doing right now is to be successful and success of course is very subjective very relative whatever it is you term success is success for me my success is making impact my success is making people do what they want to do for themselves i derive joy from making sure that mm, you are doing this thing all because you've taken an inkling or a cue from me and you're doing it you're doing it better than me so i want you to see people other people successful or succeed in whatever it is they are doing through me and of course i want to be very very rich very very wealthy from what i do so i have a skill that i can monetize outside law that i have diverse skills in writing um, copywriting exactly in tech too either coding i have a very keen knowledge of my Microsoft um, package and the likes. So don't be discouraged about anything. Let's leave the God factor. We know that is the Alpha and Omega. What you're gonna be, you have to start chasing aggressively. Let me mention something very quickly. Know what works for you. Don't try to chase the wind. In the sense that if you are good at coding, if you are good at hairdressing, Make sure you know it to a point that nobody can challenge you in that field. Like, be the best at whatever it is you do. What is what you're doing is what you're doing absolutely well. Don't try to say that it is one thing that you're not good at that you want to start nourishing. Nourish your talent. Nourish your skill. Nourish what you are good at. And I'm, I can guarantee that you will excel at it. Like, you will do it well to the point that somebody else will not be able to compete with you in that field, in that space. So nourish that which you are already good at and then become an expert in it. Don't go about chasing, oh, my friends are doing this. I also want to go and do it. My friends are not barbers. I'm the only barber in my class. Being discouraged should not be in your dictionary. There are times you will feel down. There are times the, impo the imposter feeling will come creeping in or something. You are the one responsible to pull yourself back up or remain down. Okay, you heard that from Munisola Salahuddin. Know what works for you and whatever you decide to do, be the best in it. Nourish what you're good at. 
I mean, what is worth doing is worth doing absolutely well. And there are times you will feel down. You're the one responsible to either pull yourself back up or remain down. Great words from our guest, Munisola Salaudin. I say thank you to our studentpreneur on this episode of Hangout with Esther, Munisola Salaudin. I must say I learned a lot and I hope you also learned something. I would like you to note that this is not limited to businesses. Talking about the entrepreneurial spirit right now, it's not limited to businesses. You could be an artist, you could be an actor, a public speaker, you have a skill, you have a talent. As long as you're discovering your potentials, working on it and exploring it, then you're also a studentpreneur. I mean, for students still in school, who says you can't be a force to be reckoned with in your sector with that skill, talent or business idea you have right from now as a student? So don't slack or give up just yet. The sky is just the starting point for you. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint-hearted. It requires consistency, persistence, and a lot of hard work, like I said earlier. So I shout out again to studentpreneurs. Keep it going. And with this, we wrap it up on today's episode of Hangout with Esther. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Hangout with Esther, and on Instagram at Hangout with Esther. To also share your thoughts on this entrepreneurial spirit, studentpreneur. Are you a student in school and you are in a business right now, or you've got a skill, a talent that you started discovering and you are putting into use, whether you started making money from it or not, but you started already? I mean, thumbs up to you. That's a great one. Let us know. Follow us on Facebook, Hangout with Esther, on Instagram at Hangout with Esther. Reach out and let us know what you do don't forget looking into the entrepreneurial spirit will continue on the next episode of hangout with s the podcast so keep your fingers crossed guys for another hot episode as we chat with another studentpreneur guys hanging out with you is always fun and i say thank you for joining me on this episode thank you people thank you to monisola salaudin our studentpreneur on this episode i'll catch you on the next episode with another studentpreneur keep doing good God bless Nigeria.